0: Assalamu alaykum, wabarakatuh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the T3M podcast. It's your host, Fired, and we're joined with our two special guests, Brother Gabriel and Brother Greg. Assalamu alaikum. salam. Salam wa rahmatullah.
1: Wa barakatuh. So,
0: uh, it, was, uh, it was a miracle that we, we aligned our three time zones to get all of us on this call. Alhamdulillah, we got it to go. But there's a lot going on in this world today. We got some stuff going on with uh, the President of the United States, bombing the hell out of Syria. We got Mufti Mank uh, who apparently thinks chickens quack, but again, it is what it is. All due respect to him. You know, here's the thing. We live in a society today, and for people that don't really follow with what I'm saying, we'll get to it in a bit. We live in a society where, you know, people want you know to brainwash us and and, and think that chickens do quack, right? And we also live in a society where chickens can now go through surgery to be able to quack, but the reality is, chicken shouldn't quack, and as as men, as Salafi, as Muslim men, we need to be apparent and overtly obvious that we are not ducks. But society wants us to be able to look like ducks and not be like ducks. Now, okay. before yeah,
1: yeah, you guys, you got to bring up the speed on this. What's this about uh-huh. chickens quacking? What was what's the story here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, i <laughs> <like Gabriel laughs> All right, so
0: we, th- that's the thing with the internet. He's right. We have this TikTok attention span. If somebody says something. Even if it's someone like Brother Gabriel who's just been doing positivity for the Muslim community, he gets canceled, he gets called out. Um, I think it was a brother named Ali Dawah who made a video response to him. Pretty big on uh, TikTok and YouTube.
2: So, Brother Gabriel, I'll let you just go in with that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that complicated, you know, it's just that. Uh, You know, there's some guys out there who are just not talking about uh, the real things, the real issues. And I think uh, this one just kind of drove me off the edge for a bit because recently I've been dealing with a lot of kids who are turning gay. And, you know, if you dig in deep as to why either the fathers are not there or they've been abused or they're addicted to porn or... Uh, you know they've been uh, emasculinized from a very young age to believe that you know you can be a princess if you want you can be this if you want you can be whatever the what you want you know what i mean so um it's it's not just it's not a joke it's not a a challenge on youtube or facebook debate or as people think you know uh, being uh, somehow maybe uh, jealous of followers subhanallah so many things have been put out there so many theories Uh, this is about bottom line is that the Muslim ummah and humans in general are being attacked and they are made weak, okay? And specifically the ones that are really targeted are men, males, okay? And you can see it. Now California put a law where if you cannot separate toys by gender, you get fined 1,000. There's a new law right now that if you stop your children, if they want to take um, blockers for puberty, that you will get your children taken away by Children's A Society or whatever, you know, uh, a social worker. I mean, where is the world going? Uh, Mattel came with, you know, this gender, bi-gender uh, dolls just recently. I posted about that. What is going on? What is going on? This is not, you know, the conspiracy theory. This is a problem. So I work as a school principal. Thousands of kids run through me. Okay, I work also as an educational consultant going around the Muslim schools and Muslim world, and I deal with families and children. And the families are complaining that their kids are losing themselves, their masculinity, the boys specific, sitting, getting chubby, playing games, no movement, and starting to do feminine things, you know, starting to do more and more feminine things, Um Sit down, shut up, just listen, play a game, be on your tablet, uh, you know, eat some whatever food, and that's it, you know what I mean? So the girls know now there's a huge movement amongst the women, including our Muslim ummah, our sheikhahs, who are calling for women to stand up, to be powerful, to be strong, to take, to be independent financially to go to the gym, to take martial arts, whatnot, right, and now you got, you know, they're slapping around their husbands, you know what I mean, and people are saying, you're joking, man, there's no such thing, no, there is, I have cases, okay, of women abusing men physically, all right, and don't, you know, people shouldn't be just dismissing things, oh, who are you, You know, some guys are like, you need counseling. There's something, you're sick, you're a narcissist, you're this, it's easy to throw labels when you're sitting on your couch behind a screen. You're not working on the ground. You don't got... You know, thousands of cases. You're not counseling. You don't got parents coming to your office. You know, with their kids wanting to knit or sew or uh, play ballet or you know wear pink clothes or whatever the heck. You know what I mean? You don't have that. You don't have kids who are addicted to gay porn. You don't have Muslim sisters who are watching lesbian porn. You know, Uh, you know, you don't have these things. You don't have people are committing zina. Uh, Maybe it comes here and there. Maybe some people. I'm not saying zero. I'm sure all of the DAIs will have some people messaging them and they do some form of counseling. But at the same time, you know, to what extent? and why, not, why don't you talk about it then if you do, if you are exposed to this, if you're dealing with these things, okay? Have you looked at the curriculums of our schools, of our countries and where it's going now? Have you looked at these curriculum documents and see how they're uh, changing things, what they're infiltrating inside, teaching kids as young as four five? that it doesn't matter you, you're you're not a boy or a girl you're just nothing you know you can ch- decide later you can be whatever you want it can be pocahontas if you want. it can be a chicken a duck or whatever you know it doesn't matter whatever suits you i was just uh you know uh commenting on uh what was it walter uh i cannot remember his name but he was talking about how his grandma was making girl's clothes, she was she was knitting and sew, sewing, sewing, she was sewing girl's clothes and how she got him into it and how she made him wear dresses. And she thought it's cute. And many parents kind of, make this mistake sometimes that, you know, they have a boy and they're like, I wanted a girl and they tried to wear, you know, to, to put little clothes on them, make them all cute and whatnot. You don't understand, you don't understand. That Walter says that this was abuse because a parent should tell their child at this age, this is wrong, even if they're curious. Even if they have a curiosity, curiosity can be sparked from anywhere. Even if you're curious, a parent is responsible to understand, especially a Muslim parent who knows, who believes in, and the man is not like the woman, okay, to tell them, hey, this is not behavior. So there was this basically post by Mufti Mank, okay, about knitting. And it's not the only one. Okay, people think I picked on knitting. Oh, Brother Gabriel thinks knitting is haram. Where did I say knitting is haram? Nowhere. Nowhere, and to the who came in and you know gave me advice and then you know pointed out some things. So I said, Brothers, I did not say it's haram, all I'm saying is that in today's concept, is there something feminine? And if people don't see that, then mashallah, okay, go ahead, start a knitting club, it's okay, no problem. All right, but and people don't see it, they think it's just an attack, they see I'm looking only at this, they don't understand what's What's happening? You know what's what's happening with the with the cases and the issues and the problems and the you know the they don't understand. No, it's just uh, he's just picking on someone. It's not picking uh, on anyone. It is a a war that's being waged. I was checking curriculum documents ten years ago in the Muslim countries, and I was going and arguing with them. Guys, we're not taking the right direction. Okay, and I was being warned and I was being, you know, pushed back and forth and whatnot. And the people don't understand. This is systematic. It's attacking us. And my only point was to Mufti Meng, brother, this is feminine. You should, you have a huge following. You should be talking about things that are more masculine, you being a man. You want to teach knitting, get a, your, you know, your wife to maybe teach your girls and you can show her from the back, whatever, she's so wearing niqab because he posted a sister with niqab right now with with some book, you know, recommending some book. So it's okay. I think he's okay with that. And no issues. We are, we're cool, you know? And then, so it's, that was just all that I was saying. And there's other posts as well that I had issues with because I've been looking at these things and people are sending me things always. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I just had to say something. I said something before about the, you know, chicken or quack, quacking like a duck and so on, because I felt, I felt that, you know, these kind of jokes, sometimes people think they're um, they're not so, you know, they're just innocent. But actually, then when the husbands come to you and they're like, bro, my wife is like, you know, saying I should be like this. Why, why am I not like this? Why, why don't I give her the 411 when she calls me to tell her to give the full report? Just like that, and I should move if she says move, and I should quack if she says quack. Why? Why? Well, because he doesn't. I want a husband like him. Why can't mm. I be a husband like him? Okay. So these jokes and the men are sitting there, putting their heads up, down, and laughing. They're funny and whatnot, but there's a lot of reality behind that. You know, like you know, the mother-in-law is the in-law and the father-in-law is the in-law, but the woman is the law, right? And ha ha mm. ha! Everyone's laughing and ha ha. Okay. All right, it's funny. Yeah. But then when the cases come in and there's divorce issues and there's abuse issues, and, you know, the woman tells the man, you know, sit down and shut up and stuff like that. He loses his temper and this and that. And she slaps him and he punches her back and this and that. Teeth come missing and whatnot. People don't understand that the things, you know, I'm not blaming him for this or anyone else, but people, you know, they they have to take their own uh, responsibility. But there's directly and indirectly, there's a problem. So I just said that I think he could make, with all these followers, focus a bit more on these issues. Like, I just question, why doesn't he talk about aqidah, which is a huge important thing. Muslims don't know who is Allah. How can you solve the problems of the world if you do not know who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? People say there's difference and this and that. All right, but everyone's responsible to find the truth. Everyone's responsible mm-hmm. to look at the info. No, we want to be inclusive. Yeah, but inclusiveness is, is, a, is a non-Muslim term, is a term coined by the ones who are attacking this, who are saying that there shouldn't be no difference between truth and falsehood. That's what inclusiveness means. It's not about, you know, uh, issues of color. Why are people putting things under the umbrella of color or the umbrella of gender or the umbrella of, of uh, you know, different uh, uh, social classes? No, 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 no. This is bigger than that. No, no, this is, this is about truth and falsehood. So why, uh, question, it's, it's a question, you know, I mean, it is a question. Why not? Why not talk about feminism? It's not an issue. Oh, it is a huge issue. Okay, I understand mm-hmm. you don't want to talk about politics and stuff like that. That is quite, I think that I've said many times and people are asking, why are you not talking about this and that? It's because there's so many people who have no clue what they're talking about. Get involved in this, Okay. And, you know, cause more trouble. And that's, uh, it's a difference. But here we're talking about lives, you know, you're talking about war, you're talking about killing when you get into, you know, politics and what's happening is here, what's happening there and then, Okay. This needs special qualification and not only from a, from just, you know, the, the perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but when you talk about feminism, when you talk about intellectual wars, you know, wars of ideology. Well, I think that's what we're doing here. You know what I mean? I think people need to talk about feminism, LGBTQ. Are we scared? And that's the issue. People, as Ali Dao said, you know, he could get in trouble if he does horsing and shooting. Really? Come on, man. I mean, okay, then it means we're having a problem. Are we scared? Are, what are, are we doing something wrong? Like we're not mm. calling people to attack someone. I've made, I, I, I'm, I, I annoy myself with the amount of disclaimers I make. I understand we're in tough times, but so were the Muslims when the Mongols attacked. So was the Prophet ﷺ when the Quraysh were, you know, killing, uh, you know, uh, Ahli Yasir, you know, and he asked to walk by and see it. Uh, they made migration to Abyssinia. Um, you, you name it, bro. When were we not in hard times? You know, mm. so was Lut alayhi salam when he was the pretty much him and his family were the only one. Was he living in a Muslim country? No, he was within their environment and still he said the truth. Now, I'm not saying give up wisdom. I'm not saying be just a loud mouth, just a loose trigger. No, what I'm saying is, why are we not? You are responsible, man. Like people are responsible to talk about these important things because people are confused. Those millions of people are following you. They're confused. They don't They don't care about it. Islam has become a religion. Is that what we made it into? And as the Prophet ﷺ said, like you think the numbers matter? You think that if your numbers increase or followers, the Prophet will it's like the foam on the top of the sea. It does not matter. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Omar Khattab says, mm-hmm. We are a, 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 a people who Allah gives Izza with Islam. Whoever seeks izzah with other than Islam, Allah will dishonor will, will this, this them. So I'm not picking personally, directly i'm talking about i'm asking some questions what was the objective and so on and so forth people got all mad and whatnot because of what they didn't they didn't respond to my argument other than the knitting oh you're saying knitting is haram i'm not saying it's haram i say i'm saying it's feminine oh but imam ahmed knitted. okay one brother mashallah respect me, Send me this it was a knitting it was it was weaving and that is on a machine usually and it's for purpose of Selling and buying, and you know, if you have a trade or some, no problem. Even if you have to support your family, that's the only thing. I'm not talking about that. I was talking about how it's looking and how, what's representing it. That's it. And my question was, why don't we talk about more masculine things? Mm. Why don't we talk about more real things when you can make a huge impact? Because, yes, the people are very, very confused and they're getting more and more confused. And you see more and more of the days online. Mm, yeah, this is haram, but we can work with them. This is haram, but it's okay for us to join hands with them. It's this haram, but I will fight for their rights. Like, come on, man. To what point? Where are you going to stop? You think you might know the limit, but the people are asking you, who are looking at you, they might not know the limit, okay? And not everyone's going to go back to you and ask you, hey, man, what do you think at this point? Is it allowed now? Or can I do this or that? In the back of the mind, just going to say, well, I remember that they said, you know, we can it's okay. And of course, if anyone says anything, you'll be labeled bigot, intolerant, this and that. Anyway, mm. um, I've said what I had to say. Uh, he just called me right now, actually. Okay. Uh, I couldn't answer because we're getting ready for this. Um, I will talk to him. And, you know, uh, I'm not sure how, you know, Alhamdulillah, from the brothers, I guess he got my number. It's okay. I I, I, I appreciate the fact that he's trying to call me. We'll talk like men to men. And that's it. No problem. We'll Most see what man, happens. Most men called you, right? Yeah, yeah, just now, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, okay so, fine.
2: I appreciate that. Jazakallah uh, khair. But, uh, you know, I stand my ground. That's it. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, that's okay.
0: it. Well, okay, we, we followed so far with what you said. But for anyone that's mm-hmm. kind of still not on speed or, you know, the two of the brothers we got right here, Mufti Mank, who is, you know, a very well-followed, you know, in the in the spotlight of Islam, Dawa Da'i channels. um, And, you know, people look up to him. He makes good heartfelt videos. He makes good reminders. I'm sure you guys are familiar with them and he he made a video a few weeks ago or a few years ago i believe it was just in the past about you know if my wife wants me to move left i'm gonna move left i'm not gonna you know ask why she wants me to move left if she wants me to move right when i'm sitting down i'll move right so what it makes her happy you no know, i might you know so what it makes me a chicken you no know, i might even quack quack and that's that's whole that's where the whole you know theme came from brother gabriel made a response video to that saying that okay You know, all due respect, you know, we're not going to negate any of the work you've done for the Muslim ummah, for the community. But these types of, you know, things, phrases that come out of your mouth, they will have repercussions, right? And shaitan is not going to work, you know, directly. It's going to happen over generations, right? It's just like, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you would look at a guy with earrings and be like, okay, that's gay, right? Then slowly, you know, it started with one, then started with two. The whole thing is like, where do you draw the line? That's where brother Gabriel is going to. And now, uh, Mufti Menk, you know, all due respect to him, he made a video on Instagram about him knitting, right? And he's like, I used to learn when I was knitting when I was six, I taught my kids how to knit. And that's it. Video got over a million views overnight, I believe it went viral. Brother Gabriel then made a, a response video to that saying that, you know, like essentially what he was saying now, like, where do you draw the line, right? We live in a society today where you got a lot of men who are, who are true Muslim men with integrity and value who say, I don't want to wear pink, right? I don't want to wear pink because it only goes one way. It only leads one direction. But you also got society telling you it's okay to wear pink because it doesn't make you gay. Yeah, I I agree. Bro, wearing pink does not make you gay, but it only leads one direction. You get what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong inherently with wearing pink, but it's like, why would you not rather wear any of these other colors? And why are you now advocating wearing pink? Why are you having two, three million followers Making videos wearing pink—that's that's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Now, all he did was make a video response to that, and you got Ali Dawa, you got all these channels canceling him, calling him out, saying, uh, and there's women that are are in our comments too, because you know they they somehow think that uh, we're evil now, and they they're writing stuff like, oh, uh, what is what is this? Why does knitting make you feminine? You know, I I want a man (laughs) that can do basic life skills like cook, clean, knit. Here's the thing, bro. If, cook clean, <laughs> if, if men have been you know reduced today so to be able to cook clean and and knit as as things that we got to do oh, subhanallah man the times we live in but before we get into that um i just wanted to give a quick you know shout out to mufti mank you know everything you do 100 but you know what we're gonna you know kind of dissect and go over in this video is essentially the damage that could be done right and Brother Gabriel's actually in the front lines dealing with all these men and women, these yeah. boys and girls that are going through all these identity issues, these identity crisis. And what you said, man, it's to someone that isn't caught up to speed with um, new laws and you know reformations. They might think that you're not 100% on what you're saying about the law, about uh, the puberty blockers. But you're right, man. I saw it yesterday. It was uh, if you want to not go through puberty, this is for kids because you are confused by this whole movement. You want to you know, explore your sexuality, decide what you want to be. Well, we all know you could take puberty blockers. But if you as a parent today, you want to stop your kid from taking those drugs, which cause cancer, a lot of different other issues, suicide rates. We're not even going to get into that. If you want to stop your kid from doing that, the government can take your child away. This is 2021. This is, ladies and gentlemen, the United States of America, not you know some weird oppressive country. But um, my brother, should I
2: say it is. But you know why this is... Why did it come to this level, to this point, bro? It's because people chickened out to speak against it when they could. They, they did not stop it. So what happens is when you step back, okay? All of you are into martial arts. When you step back, you, you know very well, you should never step back in a line. You always circle. So you can always keep going face-to-face, okay? You step back, your opponent is going to step forward. Till they catch you in a corner then they're going to pound you okay we are in a corner we're getting pounded because we step back because people are scared why oh i'll lose my followers i'll lose my paycheck i'll lose my job i'll lose my family i'll lose i'll lose i'll lose i'll lose okay and that's what i said in my video imagine if imam ahmed would have had that mentality okay we would not have the correct taqida, and right we would all believe that the quran is created that was one of my points okay we have reached this level into these weird laws. Okay. And you, by the way, you can fight this intellectually without getting in trouble. You just got to use your brain a little bit, have some heart. Okay. Are you going to s- step back? Guess what? These people are stepping forward. And when you look at these people, they look weak, man. You know, and we got the muscles and the strength and this and that. And we're stepping back because not about, it's about heart. And they are getting. More and more brave because we're getting weaker and weaker, mm-hmm. so we're stepping me, back and back. They're stepping forth,
0: thousand percent. Let me get on our Craig's uh input on so far what you guys have been hearing. Agree,
1: disagree. Um, oh man, Do a lot to unpack here. <laughs> <laughs> I so I guess I get to be the panel bad guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah, ahead and be bad. Guy. I'm, I'm not a fan of mufti mink at all i haven't been for quite some time um on different issues that you know obviously could be debated but we don't want to debate here but in yes. some matters of like you know his statements on conversion from one religion to the other and you know some of his statements on gender stuff uh has been quite questionable at best uh so i don't want to go into details of that since we're not since we're not here to discuss that so but that said, I haven't been a fan for a while. And so a lot of his actions already are going to be dubious to me from, from that perspective alone. But yeah, knitting and his statements on, I think I actually did see this part if I, uh, where he said, I, I, I missed the quacking and the duck part, but like my wife says, move here, I'm going to move there just to make her happy and this, that, the other. And what we, since, you know, our brother Gabriel covered it, you know, very well, uh, I'm going to come from it from the relationship aspect. And it's just from a simple relationship aspect, this is what we call beta, beta-tization by a thousand cuts. So she gets you to do this. Then she gets you to do that. Then you do this. Then you do this, do this, this. And then eventually what's happening is your frame becomes her frame and it's not supposed to be like that. The masculine frame has and will always be the dominant one and the one that women want the most. And so when you allow that transition to take place, well, you'll do anything to make her happy. And it's not bad to make your wife happy. This is not what I'm saying but you do it from a masculine frame. You don't do it from a feminine one. And when you start doing these things, well, I'm going to move over here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because she says this, this is what women do. Women have pro cooperative attributes. This is femininity. They cooperate with masculine frame. And then when you start just cooperating just to cooperate, well, it puts you in a feminine frame. And then what does she do? She automatically has no choice, but to take a masculine frame, you become unattractive to her. It wrecks your marriage. It puts you in a bad position as a man so make your wife happy but do it from the masculine frame and she likes that when you are a leader it's not something that she likes and enjoys you know her husband's acting like i say this all the time you can't love your wife the way she loves you just imagine if your wife tried to act all masculine and manually and love you the way you love her you'd be like ew i married a woman i didn't want to marry some dude you know some masculine acting chick you know walking around the house all <laughs> a baby slaps you on the rear. You're like, what the hey? Is <laughs> that something you want to experience as a husband? <laughs> so, so what do you think is gonna happen to her if you start acting in a feminine frame in a feminine way? It's bad advice. Uh, you know, and if you're gonna do that and it works for you, because there are exceptions to every relationship and every woman and every person then fine, do that within the context and the scope of your relationship, but understand and have enough social acumen and a relationship acumen, because he is in a position where he's affecting millions upon millions of people. Have enough acumen and understanding to know that that is exclusive to your relationship, and it's not the general uh, uh, female consensus when it comes down to what they find attractive, which is masculinity. I don't care what anyone says. Women like masculine men. They will say, you know, and, and and actually before we even get into that, let me just say, let me agree again with, with our brother, uh, Gabriel Alfiq. This is an ideology right. issue. And what I think a point that we actually missed was the Hadith of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, where he said that my ummah will follow the non-believers hand by hand span by hand span to the point that if one of them entered into a lizard's hole, you would have those from amongst my ummah who would do it. And now we have, we, we see this, happening in what seems like a very innocent and innocuous way oh well let's make the women happy like this and like this like this but that turns into a whole different world when it comes down to just like being agreeable and we really from a masculine perspective agreeableness it's not not something that's there i'm not saying we're conflictive combative you know toxic masculinity and all that garbage they say But really, agreeableness, again, is a feminine attribute. And then we have these situations, like he's speaking about, where it's like gender blockers, this, that, the other. And this entire ideology of like just men becoming softer becomes okay. And you open, literally, a door that cannot be closed. And if it is closed, then it's closed through something horrid and horrible, like the collapse of a society that forces men to be masculine again. But then we don't want to see that, do we? because if we see the collapse of society what's going to happen it's, it's going to be a terrible scene and so really we're at that point where it's like how do we come back from this and we as Muslims we're the forerunners of masculinity it's in our sunnah archery sword fighting horseback riding you know all of these things that men are supposed to be doing well knitting again like the brother said where's this fit in the scope of that you know I put up my videos on my YouTube channel. You can see me and my son, or excuse me, on my Instagram channel. My son and I, I have a boxing bag back there and we fight, we slug it out, we train on the bags. And you know, and I understand it's not permissible, but you know what? In the real world, people are going to punch my son in the face. We swing for the face. Do we hit? No, not often, but we swing. But what do we do? We teach head, just so people know, we're not here busting each other in the face. We practice head movements and block and we're not trying to knock teeth out. I'm not saying that makes it okay, but what I'm saying is, we deal with the reality of the world of how we're going to face it as men. That's right. And it's just a real problem. I've been trying to get my daughter married since she was 17. She asked me about a husband since she was 17. She's 21. I can find men that can make money all day, but I can't find men that, that can make money and aren't like general slobs physically, you know, and that when I say, when I pass away, this guy's going to have, in terms of passing the torch of, of, of guardianship over to him, he could protect my family, which is my daughter. Because just because she gets married and I pass over the, the leadership to him, that doesn't mean she stops being my daughter. I still want to see her safe. And I'm going to give her to you, Abdullah, Mr. 800 BMI, <laughs> <laughs> this guy who's producing more estrogen than her. No, this is not what we need to be showing men, because we see this is a real problem with Western Muslims. We have adopted the lifestyle of the West, both from ideology and diet. And so we find now that the men are actually becoming obese like the societies they live in and it, all of this stuff affects your masculinity. We know for a fact that men who have high BMI in terms of fat, they produce lower testosterone to the point that your estrogen can overtake your testosterone. You don't think this has an effect on you? Of course it's going to seem appealing to a guy learning how to knit if he if you know if his BMI is too high. You know, he's going to look at the unique <laughs> video and be like, "Oh yeah, wow, that looks I'm sure my girl will like that." Yeah, because you're thinking like a girl because your estrogen's too high. Masculinity <laughs> I've been lamenting the condition of masculinity amongst the women for quite some time since I started looking for my daughter. And and that's when it really hit me that like something's wrong from 17 to 21. She's 21 now. It's not that long, actually, but it it just kind of hit me really starkly when I started looking around. And you know what? The the, the top brothers that I found that were most appropriate for my daughter were actually in her age group at the time. So that makes them, you know, not responsible enough, but they were in my jujitsu club. You know, we were doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I was like, wow, this kid's got it together. These kids have it together. They were learning the book and the sunnah. They were in combat sports. You know what I mean? And they had an intact masculinity from being in combat sports. Now, of course, our brother covered more than this, but uh, I completely agree with him. And I I told him, too, uh, we're in a group together. And I told our brother, I don't think you need to do that response video, bro. I I think I think you said enough. I think what you said was correct, you know, and just stay at your ground. You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to come at you. And I warned the brothers yeah, here, you know, our brothers, uh, the, th- the three Muslims, I think I-, I advised you brothers that, you know, when you start getting into this business of like social media and whatnot, you know, and speaking, people are gonna come at you just because you say stuff that's not really popular, but it's true. And the truth is never anything that people wanna take. If it was, then the prophets and the messengers would have never been opposed in their lifetimes. But we right. know that when you speak the truth that puts you on the, on the path of the NBI, and that means you're hated. And that doesn't have to just apply to the book of the Sunnah necessarily. You can just talk about masculinity and it's 100% correct and people will hate you for it. And this is what, and I'm not saying people hate our brother Gabriel, but he's facing opposition for, 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 for the truth. Why? Why? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Get out there, show our brothers and our sisters what masculinity truly looks like. And maybe we're seeing a situation where the men don't know. And that's not an insult. That's not an attack, but maybe they don't know. So instead of like, you know, like, hey, you know what? Let me show you some drill combinations in terms of striking and kicking and whatnot. I'm gonna show you knitting, because that's all he knows. And I'm not attacking the brother, but I'm just saying, maybe he doesn't know. That's my excuse for him. But that that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it like, okay. I'm not saying it's not okay to learn knitting. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. but in the 21st century where we where we are surrounded by people who despise us just for being us people who are attack our women on the street what are you going to do with knitting yeah Abdurrahman. <laughs> your sister's getting attacked on the street for wearing a cap my my wife she had to go shopping the other day some dude started yelling at her on the street we don't respect that out here i was at work unfortunately so she was out by herself once but i'm just saying if I'm a random brother walking down the street and some dude starts yelling at my sister down there, what am I, I'm going to whip out my needle needles and like <laughs> furiously at him. What am I going to do? Or can I run up on this guy? <laughs> like, hey, you know what? You need to stand down. If you don't, I'm going to teach you a lesson or two here about respecting people, my sisters in spe- specific. You can't run up on my people like that. Well, mm. in the scope of the picture of the world we live in today, does that fit? It doesn't. It mm. doesn't. And it's, it's, it's a problem, man. It's a real problem. And I'm not saying that's the only focus right there, fighting or whatever else, but it's just the general mentality of this entire, well, we gotta bend the knee to women. No, we love our women. We love them. Allah Akbar, it's no problem to say you okay. love your woman. There's nothing non-masculine about loving your woman, but that okay. doesn't mean we, we gotta bend the knee and you know be just jelly in their palms. And and put them on pedestals. Because when you put someone on a pedestal, what happens? They have no choice but to look down on you. It's a terrible okay. place to be in. When the person okay. you love and you look down on them, you're just like, this pathetic person, how did I end up here? And make there no doubt, and let there be no question. I am in the relationship business. This is what a lot of Muslim men end up in. A position where the woman's looking at this guy and she's like disgusted by him. Because she's thinking, if if a robber breaks in the house. I'm the one that's got to go downstairs and check it out. He's screaming, crying, climbing out the window. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a mess. Oh, you then. Know, it's, that. It's, it's bad, man. Brothers are lacking leadership skills. Well, let me teach you how to mm. knit, baby. No, I had to make decisions and choices that, 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 that encourage me to, you know, be able to put my trust in you. Because what would women cra- uh, crave more than anything else? A lot of guys will say money. No, it's security. Money is the path to security in their mind. They crave security. And that security is emotionally, physically, financially. It's in all things. And if she has no security in you, no faith in you, she feels no safety with you. Well, what kind of relationship are you going to have? Yeah. This is why we see so many people's relationships falling apart. This is why we yeah. see sisters creeping around the backs of their fathers, you know, uh, and trying to find a wali. If I was in here knitting, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be mad if my daughter went and tried to find a husband on her own. And she didn't come to me and say, can you find me a husband? If I was standing in here knitting, she, I couldn't blame her. She'd be like, well, yeah, when I was looking for a man, you was in the corner there knitting. I came over and I was just like, hold up. How, this guy <laughs> gonna find me a husband? How you gonna find me a husband? You over here knitting. Do you, you see what I mean? And I'm again, I'm not insulting the brother. Have some skills, have some hobbies, but place it accordingly. You know, hey, you know what? I got a hobby and my hobby is knitting. But you know, to make a, a whole... <laughs>
0: Yeah, mm, you you said it best, man. And it's not it's not just brothers that are misled and you know kind of cheap to society, like you were saying. It's sisters too, because you know brothers don't know maybe what masculinity is, but sisters don't know either. And where are we going to learn from our sisters? Because sisters are going to be vulnerable to feminist propaganda and ideology, telling them that oh, a real man does this, a real man does that. When it's like, come on, like where are you going to draw the line, right? Yeah. And it's a perfect example to just show how society works and shaitan works uh, to our uh, American's point is this whole thing with the lockdown. Right. They started with one, two weeks to flatten the curve. Then it's like another two weeks. And now you were a year plus in. Right. Like where do you draw the line? And now it's not so out there. It's not so left field that we're just we, what, a couple months have gone by. We haven't left the house. But if somebody told us this, t- 2019, we'd be like, "You're crazy!" This, the we would never allow this. We would protest. We would do this. Yeah, At the times we live in, right? Because shit down works in stages. Oh no, you got you got uh, something to say so far?
3: Dude, I got a lot uh, to say, man. I got a lot to say. That that was hilarious, by the way. I know.
0: to <laughs> so, uh, myself.
3: <laughs> yeah, talking about knitting. Like, my guy, if you're gonna learn how to knit at least learn how to fight, too. So, if you're on the street and then some guy's yelling at uh, some Muslima, bro, you could be knitting all you want. Be like, hold up, hold my pins. And then you go over there and you do something about it, you know? But, like, if, if, all, you know, if all you know is how to knit, what are you going to do with that? You feel me? And, again, bro, like, I don't want to talk bad about this guy or any guy in general. Because, like, I mean, dude, if he wants to knit, by all means, bro, enjoy knitting. But it's, like, Man, you do realize like there are millions of people watching you. And like out of those millions, like a lot of them are dudes. And guys, like it doesn't matter if you're 20 years old, 30, 40, 50. Like we, we still monkey see monkey do. Like we we observe and and we take these things in. Like as a kid, we used to look at our fathers or or our friends, or or the other men, or other people in our surroundings, and we will learn through observation. So imagine now, imagine you have all these people looking at Mufti Meng, and he's talking about these things. And again, bro, there might not be anything inherently wrong with what he's saying in his situation, but for other people, that's where it becomes an issue, where it's like, all right, you have all these people watching you, it's like, you need to set the example. You, you can't tell them, hey, you should, you should start knitting. Knitting would be great for you. It's like, okay, maybe that might be a little side thing that might help, but it's like you should tell them, hey, you should learn how to make more money. You should learn how to take care of yourself. You should learn how to defend yourself. You should learn how to uh, build things out of nothing, like go outside in nature and be able to, like, survive for a week with nothing you know like you knowing that what could you do with that
1: and bro can i just jump in here real quick i go ahead take too much time but i just want to say you made a very good point also that that he's in front of millions of people and you have to understand he's not only in front of muslims he's in front of non-muslims since when do we want as muslims to display an image of weakness or softness what you think what do you think a guy's gonna look look at muslims dudes knitting and stuff do really when we look at the situation and may Allah grant paradise to our brothers and sisters who who, who died okay. in that attack where the guy came into the massive and shooting up people where was this in somewhere in new zealand or something or it was, or, it, was um, in, in, it was in, in new in, zealand Christchurch, yeah. 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 do you really think he had an image in his mind that these were strong people do you know what i mean under no circumstances somehow in his mind he thought i could go in here easily and take these people out well, it, well if we and people this is a big problem that muslims are afraid to appear strong because oh we might be seen as terrorists really okay fine and stay away from me you know what i mean you'll find out i'm not one but i don't care if you have in your mind that i am dangerous that's okay I'll Tell
2: you want to think about There, there's there's a couple of messages in the bronx mm. where the gangsters won't walk by that street bro there you go. The gangsters are not gonna walk by those brothers, by those communities. The gangsters, bro, they're not gonna walk by there, Alhamdulillah. man. The Masajit, <laughs> okay. It's a
1: beautiful. Those brothers
2: clean up those neighborhoods. They cleaned up some of those neighborhoods. Yeah, with so, the
1: so, yeah, he made a good point. It's a beautiful point. You know, the, the it's not only millions of people from amongst the Muslims looking at you it's also the non-Muslims and I'd like to portray an image of strength because when I'm walking down the street and I'll give you just a quick story and I'll, I'll let the brother go back I apologize I don't want to take too much time from him but I was I was in um Neuschwanstein down in Bavaria with my wife we we're walking up to that you know famous castle and this guy he's st- I can't I can not I couldn't really hear what he said but he started saying something to my wife because my wife wears niqab all the time and I don't have SAS I don't have skinny arm syndrome you know so <laughs> I just said, hey, shut up and turn around. I said, keep walking. Got it on video to this day. I could post it online. The dude just whoop, closed his mouth, turned around and kept on walking head down. His wife Bro. looking at him like, oh my. It's like, yeah, you got a big mouth when it talks to a woman, but when it comes to me, you know, yeah. it's like Mr. Non-Skinny Arm Syndrome, I'm not going to knit at you furiously. <laughs> I'll come over there and throw you over this wall, homie. You, you know, what, are you, what are you doing? So, what do we, we're in a wholly different world as Muslims. And I don't see the benefit to that right now. But anyway, sorry, bro, please let me let you.
3: Yeah, that reminds me a lot of uh, what Faraz Zahabi said. You guys know Faraz Zahabi? Mm -mm. He's a dope guy, dope guy. Uh, But anyways, he said that uh, people don't know the reality of violence. Like people watch an action movie and they think they know what violence is. You know, they watch like these fighting movies or like these fights on TV and they think they know what it is, but it's like they've never actually experienced it firsthand. And it's like, bro, I just want to touch on something here, right? Gabriel said this one thing where he's like, you know, a lot of people want to chime in and they want to say, oh, well, you shouldn't be talking about this. You, you shouldn't be saying uh, things in that manner. And he said, oh, well, it's easy to say these things when you're not on the front lines. You know, you, you're sitting back on your couch just chilling, you have all the comfort in the world, and like, bro, I made a video talking about the the whole situation with the the Uyghurs. If I said that correctly, if I said it incorrectly, that's on me. But um, this one dude chimed in. He was saying like, oh, I think we should all just be loving and spread positivity, mm. and that we we shouldn't these people that are doing this. We should just um. I, bro, I can't even recall everything, but it was just, it was in my, in my opinion, it was stupid. And I, I told him sincerely, look, dude, like, I got love for you, but you sound like you don't know what the reality of violence is. Like, I'm not saying I'm over here uh, being oppressed like them, but I was oppressed for a big part of my life. So, like, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have that violence every single day. And it's like, dude, what you're saying right now, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. And, man, like, finishing this whole thing about uh, the masculine traits, masculine hobbies, uh, like, it's all right to be, oh, um, how do I say this? I'm, I'm not going to say peaceful, but it's all right to be, uh, let's say, approachable, right? Like, we'll, we'll say approachable because that's, that's more fitting for a man. Because, like, you guys got to understand, like, as a man – we are savages and we are animals and like you push any man to the corner and the animal will come out. So it's like, if you have that animal inside of you, then you understand that you're just playing this game of like, okay, um, how, how can I hold this animal back to the best degree, but not suppress myself to where it's like, okay, well now I'm being a cuck. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, Dude, every guy has this innate feeling of like, okay, if someone is uh if someone is trying me, if someone is uh, putting me down, like I'm gonna fight back. I'm gonna fight back. Every man has that innate feeling. So if you have that innate feeling and like someone's putting you down, and you decide, no, I'm gonna push this down, I'm not gonna fight back, I'm just gonna take what they're giving me, well, you're doing a lot of harm. You know, you're doing a lot of harm. And I think if, if someone is in that situation, and guys, I'm all over the place here, but I feel like there's a method to my madness right now. I, uh, and if, I
1: want to comment on. You yeah, me. yeah.
3: If someone's in the situation, like Brother Mufti menk right, where they have millions of dudes watching, Muslims and non-Muslims, like, you need to set the example. You need to set the example. And, like, bro if him and I would ever talk, I would say the same thing. I mean, obviously he'll have, he'll have his side of the story and that's 100% fine. But I'm saying, like, I speak from my own personal experience and it's like, dude, I set the example every single day for every single person I meet, every single person that, you know, comes into contact with my videos and for myself most specifically because, like, when no one's watching, um, obviously the creator is watching, but you yourself are watching yourself. And if you're acting weak, then you're basically showing yourself that you're weak. So, I mean, I, I
1: could keep going here, but I'll let one of y'all
3: take it. Mm-hmm. Can I jump
1: in there real quick? Again, yeah. And I, again, I always speak from a position relationships because that's the thing I do. Um, and from a relationship aspect, you made also another point. And there's a there's a mechanism in women called hebristophilia, and hebristophilia is a mechanism within women that cause them to find a degree of attraction significant to men who are capable of violence. This is obviously relates to security and feeling protected. You know, it's nice that you can knit. It really is. There's no problem at its core with knitting. The issue is that whole, oh, it's cute and whatever else, it has to come from a position of strength. And we're not seeing that as a common trait amongst the Oma today. Anything you do, that's cute and lubby dubby has to be done from a position of strength. So when, you know, even when they come and they say, oh, well, there's a hadith of the messenger of Allah being like this and him being like that and him being gentle and kind. This was yeah, We're talking about the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And it's sahaba. Yes, they were gentle and kind to their wives. But you look at the context of the time. These were men that would also go out and run a man through with a spear and cut his head off, then come home with a bloody sword and shield and sit down and eat with his wife. That's amazing that this man is gentle and kind. Because he, as a regular behavior, had to go out and slaughter and butcher men. And if you ever slaughtered an animal, if you've gone down and slaughtered a sheep, you know the first time you do it, it's not that simple. Yeah, you, you get that loose hand feeling, and it's just like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut this animal's throat. Now imagine going out that and know the people. These were men of strength, and so kindness and gentleness was amazing because all they had was a harsh environment. We get up, iPhones, Android food electricity power we're soft we can get in our car and drive like a half a kilometer down the road to go shopping these guys hmm. mashallah may Allah grant them all paradise uh, they walked or rode days to do basic simple trading these are not men who are like us do not make the comparison of the hadith of how these men responded and I'm not saying don't be kind and gentle and ignore the hadith uh, we're in different times and so no but do these things from a position of strength knit from a position of strength. Barak Allah, fiqh, may Allah guide him yeah. to what is right and correct, both in ideology and, and, and action. But I do not see Mufti Mink coming from a position of strength. I ain't seen him out with some gloves on slugging on that bag, like showing some solid combinations like, yo, okay, mashallah, he's teaching her brother some stuff. I've, I've and today
2: is posted a, a video of him skydiving. After this discussion, you know, mashallah. mashallah. So, okay, good. I said, okay, actually, and Ali Dawah mentioned that uh, (laughs) Ali Dawa mentioned that he slaughtered like in one day 50 cows or something like that. I don't know, mashallah. I said, okay, no problem, man. That's good. But we don't see that. Oh, because it's by, it's, you know, it's many people post things of slaughtering and whatnot. They don't have to show the blood gushing out or anything like that. My issue was with, I'm not saying he's not a man or anything like that. I'm just saying that portray in your post that you are aware of what's going on and which side you're standing on you know what i mean what you're doing because a lot of boys and males are watching you and they're taking you as an example so if you're showing them knitting they're gonna do knitting if you showed them a horse riding or archery or skydiving mashallah alhamdulillah i mean they're gonna try to to do that. They're going to get that vibe. You know what I mean? So why not post? So Ali Dawa said again that it would get him in trouble. I don't know. I mean, this whole getting in trouble thing, I think it's a... It's kind of... Um, coming from a fear perspective, as, as Alba Amerikan says, right? From a weak perspective, right? You're, you're showing weakness. You know, we're not terrorists. We're not uh, calling for anyone to do anything. We're proper here talking about real stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that I want to mention, subhanAllah, you know, the Prophet you know, he tells us the hadith and a lot of people don't like this hadith and try to, you know, go back and forth, you know, and mi- interpret it, misinterpret it. It's, always associated to jihadis and this and that, you know, that You know, Islam started something strange and it will return to something strange. So give glad tidings to the strangers. Oh, bottom line is, they will not talk about this hadith a lot. Uh, recently, you've had people totally talking off, offline about it. But anyway, um, when we look at the context of the Messenger of Sallallahu why was he considered strange or a stranger because he was not going with the flow in his society. Okay. It was not about the numbers. That was the whole point, the culture and the flow in the society was something totally different. And he came up with something against it, be it on the level of Aqidah and Tawheed. Okay. That was the main thing. And then at the social level with burying the daughters, with inheritance, with you name it, the prophet saw was basically going the other way. And they've tried to do everything. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, Imam Muhammad he says in Fiqh you know, that uh, narrates the, the story about how the Quraysh approached Abu Talib and said, look, we'll make him the king. We'll make him whatever. You know, just give it up. And he says, no, I'll put the sun in my right hand, the moon in my left hand. I'm not going to give it up. You know, so, but today we see a lot of the da'is and a lot of the people who are doing that have a lot of followers is subhanAllah, everyone is agreeing with them. They're within this realm of being agreeable. Everyone's, even the non-Muslims are saying, you should be like this, subhanAllah. Don't you want to be like this guy? Oh, you guys are too extreme or too harsh. So essentially, they're not saying anything strange anymore. You shouldn't tell the Christian that the Trinity is wrong. No, 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 you're going to upset him. You shouldn't tell the Christian that, hey, if he's not accepting Islam, there's a chance, a good chance of going to hell. No, no, no. Now there's, our brothers are coming up with all kinds of, academic papers to show that, you know, maybe there's a difference of opinion and, you know, no, some people go to, may, will go to Jenna. Um, You shouldn't tell LGBTQ that this is wrong because you're gonna upset them. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't because everyone's gonna get upset. Everyone, we have to be careful with everyone getting upset. But when these people, talk about the message of allah or islam or this and that no no brother you know let's not cause fitna right now let's not uh, you know no 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 they're attacking our masculinity they're they're making you know feminism is is smashing us no 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 brother you know be careful this is going to cause troubles fitna we don't need to so what's going on everyone's going with the flow you're not a stranger and i'm not saying to be some lunatic or something like that where everyone's like what's wrong with this guy i'm saying is that if you're going to speak the truth this is the sunnah he said Islam started as something strange, it will come back as something strange. The thing is that I have with these brothers is that they're not saying something strange from the perspective of the 21st century global so-called society that accepts LGBTQT, that is changing the curriculum, that is teaching your four-year-old that it's okay to have two dads and it's okay to have two moms. And you, you're not a boy or a girl. You can, you know, choose later. I don't know today I watched. there came up with a new term. I can't even pronounce some of these terms. You know, it's like there's a new term where the baby's born. He's not really a baby. It's like I don't know. God, some weird name that they came up. You know, so they don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to divulge the gender of the child. Like, and this is like this is the normal, man. Like, so you going with this? You don't? No, I don't want to talk about. it. I don't agree. You know, I don't agree with it. But I'm not gonna talk about it. But everyone else who's following you are going back to their daily lives and they are being exposed to all this nonsense. And by us not talking about it and not highlighting it. Well, I'm not not saying you're saying it's halal, but to an extent, you're responsible, man. Mm -hmm. You are responsible. Islam is not Bashiran wa Nadheera. Okay. Bushra, you give glad tidings, but you warn, you know, what did the Prophet do? The first thing when the call became public, the first thing he says, I warn you, there's an army coming. If there's an army coming, would you believe me? They said, yes, I warn you of a punishment from Allah. I am the messenger of Allah. You have the obligation to follow me. He didn't say, oh, you know, brothers, uh, it's okay. You know, let's love each other. I love you all for, you know, for the sake of God. If you're a Jewish, Christian, or Muslim, whatever, atheist, it's okay. No, I'm sorry. That's not how it works, man. Because you'd say I love the people. I love everyone. Love what? You love the killer, the murderer, the abuser, the pedophile. Okay. It's another big group that's coming up right now, following the LGBTQT. And they've learned they mm-hmm. got the blueprint of how to move up, the pedophiles. And slowly it's called love is love. Okay. Love is love, meaning doesn't matter. People are 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 I don't know, man. People are in a different world, man. Where are you living? In a TikTok world or what? You know, it's just come back to the ground. There's a huge battle that's being fought. If you're not willing to be a stranger and to stand your ground. And yes, you will lose certain things. As our American said. People will come to you. You better stand your ground and that's why knitting is not going to help you if you want to train you need to become strong it's not about punching and stuff like that it's mental resilience it's about having that spirit to be able to it's not that everyone's going to get the big muscles and whatnot but sometimes you see just a little guy but has got heart you know what i mean he's going to be able to stand his ground it's not just about combat it's about that this war is way beyond the physical fight it's, it's intellectual it's but if you don't have the guts if you don't have the heart if you're not willing to sacrifice your family your salary like all the Sahabas did, like all the MBI did, is that said? look at their lives, man. Did they say something like, you know, maybe the board, masjid board is going to fire me. Oh, I can't really. You know, when I talk, when I ask some of these brothers, bro, why don't you guys talk about this? You know what? One brother says, he says, I'm a coward. He said, I'm scared of my wife. Wallahi, uksim billah. I swear by Allah on this video that he, and he's a sheikh, mashallah. He said, I'm, I'm a coward. I'm scared of my wife. Jeez. Others have said, no, we're going to, we're going to, um, you know, the board is going to fire us. Uh, our paychecks, our families, we've got to take care of our families. And so, I understand, I'm not saying throw them under a bus, man. I'm not saying that. But if you're not willing to stand up and fight, where well, are we going to end up not yeah, recognizing dude. ourselves anymore, man? Bro, you know,
3: that's there, two things. My bad. Let me let me chime in real quick. That's two things that are like super important for a man Is number one, being able to stand your ground and speak your truth no matter the situation, right? And then, like, number two, being, being willing to lose everything for what you are standing up for. There's, like, my guy, a, a perfect example. Me and Fayette and this other dude went to Iceland. Like, I'm, I'm very chilled out, very relaxed. But you know what? Like, if you push me, like, I'll snap on a dime. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll let that animal out real quick. We were at this uh one river where there was this uh these uh, these big giant glaciers like floating down the, icebergs, the river yeah. and like I'm over here grabbing like other pieces of ice and rocks and just throwing them at the other like glaciers trying to hit them bro just having fun and um, <laughs> I'm just enjoying myself being being cool being calm collective and fires there the other dudes there the other dude joins me and then I hit this one glacier one of the little pieces of ice breaks off and then this person in the crowd basically calls me an idiot and saying, telling me to grow up, I, bro. I literally turned around. I was like, "Who are you talking to?" Like, who's an idiot, bro? They all didn't know what to say, bro. And I have that on video, just like uh, Abu American has the the thing where he told that guy to be quiet on video. Um, But the last thing that I want to say here is like, you have to be willing to lose everything because it's like it. If you, if you can't stand for that, then you don't stand for anything. You're going to fall for anything. It's like, you can't put up an excuse and like, oh, I need to, to uh, take care of my family. Okay. That's perfectly understandable, but you do understand by you saying, oh, well, I'm not going to speak my truth. I'm not going to stand my ground because I need to, I need to provide for my family. You're trying to play God here when it's like, dude, if you stand up and you stand your ground, even if you lose your job, like, Guaranteed,
2: Allah will provide you
3: with whatever it is that you need.
2: No doubt, man. No doubt. I mean, it's so it hurts me to say. You know, I'm not trying to show off or anything like that. You know, you guys are in non-Muslim countries. A lot of you, and I'm in a I'm in a Muslim country. I'm working for an Islamic school. I am a school principal. Okay, um, I've been working as a principal for years. I got warning letters from my school because of my social media activity, specifically now on this Mufti Manke issue, uh, The owner of the school recently, you know, had a huge debate with me and parents are complaining. And I say, why? Give me why. Your kids are becoming gay, man. What are you complaining about? I'm trying, I'm, if you don't care, if you don't give a nothing about your kids, I will. I do. I care. They're my little brothers and sisters. If you don't care about your own kids, what a shame, man. If you don't see, bro, there's such a huge push here in Malaysia, Muslim country on the LGBTQ, uh, how wow. many I see on, all, again, Allah is my witness every day or second day. I see lesbian couples walking on the street, apparent, clear hijabi sister, bro, with boy cut, little Asian looking like dude, girl, you know, and I ask my students about this. It's just a serve. They call him service boy or service girl. You know what I mean? Hijabi sisters, bro, it's a big thing. You know what I mean? This is their kids; they don't care about. It. I get warning letters, bro. I got when I did the uh, the polygyny series, and the LGBTQ thing uh, back about uh, it was in 2020 during the lockdown. God, like the board, if the board of directors gave me an official warning letter saying I'm causing fitna, are you kidding me, bro? Are you kidding me, <clears throat> Muslim country? You know and my last day now is April 1st for many different reasons, but whatever, man. Alhamdulillah for everything. You know what I mean? Uh, but mm-hmm. what a joke, man. What a joke. Muslim yeah. Muslim 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 school, Muslim country, Islamic school yeah. that says we're building future champions. Islam. Look at the mission and vision based on Quran and Sunnah. In the mission and vision, based on Quran and so which Quran, bro? Which Sunnah? You know, and people are gonna be like, bro, why are you getting angry, bro? Why are you, you know, it's your it's your body language, is your you're too hot. Man, the messenger of Allah sallam, would get red, man. He would give the khutbah holding a sword in his in his hand sometimes. Which Quran, which sunnah we're talking about? What, what what's this? Where is it? I mean, anyway, alhamdulillah. I just want to mm-hmm. say you
1: made a good point. Go ahead, you go mind, ahead. Just jump real quick. You made a good point. It's like if you're Dawa especially for those uh, public figures who are living in non-Muslim countries, if your dawah doesn't differentiate or cause like some sort of like friction with the local society you're in, there's a problem. Because you are teaching people from a stance of al and Menhej, there's no need to be different than the people in your surroundings. Well, we know that's not correct as Muslims. We are different than the people in our surroundings. They're non-Muslims, we're Muslims. We are different. And so why should they feel comfortable about that difference? Do we feel comfortable? I don't really feel comfortable walking around the non-Muslims in this sense. I go to work. People are, it's legal in Germany to drink beer and alcohol on the job. They're offering it to me. I'm like, no, I'm good, man. You know what I mean? It's uncomfortable for me out here. When it's Christmas time, they're like, oh, come to the Christmas party. Uh, It makes me uncomfortable. There should be something that differentiates us between them. You know what I mean? And that doesn't have to be comfortable. It doesn't have to be a confrontational conflict, but there is a difference. And Germans say, oh, well, Muslims don't belong in this environment. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're probably right because you guys are disbelievers and you guys run this country. You're probably right. We probably shouldn't be here. They they think this is going to harm me. And I'm like, no, it doesn't harm me. I agree with you. Why I'm, I was just born out in these parts. I just grew up out here, so I'm just kind of here, guy. But I do I want to be here? No, I want to be amongst the Muslims. So your dawa should be something that caused people to actually stop, listen to you, and think. If it's just like, oh yeah, he's just yeah, that sounds good. Well, okay. Now where's your dawa to him? To him, he thinks your ideology and your and, and 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 your ideology. Them two, they see no difference. Oh well, love, peace, and hair grease. We're all good. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're not, because this iman, this this la ilaha illallah muhammada rasulullah, this separates us. This is a barrier between us, and it can, never be, it can never be crossed unless one of us goes the other way. And may Allah protect us from going that way. Yeah. They need to come this way. Yeah. This is our duty to make them stop and think, And does it have to be uncomfortable? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you convert to Islam, or you consider it, or you think about Islam, it should be thinking, yeah, this is going to be an entire change to my entire life and the way I live. Well, I don't see that happening amongst a lot of these callers nowadays. What's the difference between them and us? Oh, well, you know, if a guy wants to be a guy or I mean, a guy wants to be a girl or a girl wants to be a guy or whatever else, or we're not even speaking out against it because we're afraid of being canceled. There's a problem. And that's a huge problem from the Ummah also. How are we as an OMA going to let our people get canceled? Well, that means you must somehow partially agree with the society around you. That means you're coming from a position of weakness. Why would you be scared? Why would you be scared if he's speaking the truth? Yeah, where's your spine? Put some spine in it. So this is something that applies to both the men and the women. And then the second point was, you know, the focus on fighting isn't really that everything boils down to a physical conflict. Right. Obviously, that's a very unrefined way to go through life. Ah, uh, you got to disagree with the guy, punch him in the chin. No, this is not what right. we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, when you get in the ring constantly, I don't care if it's jujitsu. If you don't want to throw punches, you want to do Brazilian jujitsu. You want to do boxing, Muay Thai, whatever else. I'm the sparring partner for this state. I'm in the state of Sarland. I'm the sparring partner for all the state champions in their weight and age category. So I fight teenagers. I fight adults. I fight all weight categories. Let me tell you something. I love fighting and I'm good at it. But there is a sense of fear inside of me when I get in that ring with those guys, oh, even no. though I know I can hold my own and they're not going to just, you know, use me as a punching bag. And what that does is it changes you internally. It changes you here. It changes your chest. It teaches you heart. And then oh, no. when you know for a fact that you can defend yourself, everything else becomes just the kind of minor, the fear of your boss, the fear of this, the fear of that, the fear of not being able to make it in the world, believe it or not, fighting will give you all of that because you know that, you know what I got, I can get in that ring and I can fight that dude. that's like three weight classes bigger than me and has had like 80 fights. If I can go in there and stand up to him, what's my job? You're going to fire me really? Oh, okay. All right. And then what happens? You get fired, you find a new job anyway. So it's it's a matter of removing your fear and putting you in a new mental frame that puts you in a mental frame of strength, it puts you in a mental frame of power. And let me tell you something, it it radiates from a person, and your wife notices that and she loves you for it. If you knit or you don't knit, she's not gonna care. She's gonna look at that dude. She's like, Wow. Let me let me tell you, women love masculinity. Oh doubt, worry about that stuff. So let me just say that. So I just want to throw that in there, guys.
0: Just like like, Yo, so man. I work. I work at a gym, right? And I've been working there for a while now. Now I see exactly Alba American's point. He made a live stream, um, and there was a question asked, and he was like, "He said it himself. I I don't fear getting fired. I do my I do my show, and I leave. If I gotta put a video out that says I got three wives, I'm not gonna walk on eggshells, thinking that what if I get fired the next day? I position my life in a way that I'm comfortable." Now, again, I'm a student. I'm not financially independent like Abu American, but I don't need my job. right? I like training clients at the gym. Now, I'm not going there and I'm not going to uh, ask the, the owner of the gym to take my podcast and my LGBTQ episode and put it and promote it in the, in the front banner. I'm not going to say that because I know that's going to get me fired, but I'm not going to shy away from it. If it comes to a point where somebody tells my boss, oh, look, look, this is what your employee is doing. This is what he stands up for in 2020. He's talking about LGBT if it gets to that and they don't take it the right way call us bro i'm gonna leave i don't need All that right. job but until that point you gotta you gotta play your cards right i'm not gonna promote my podcast
1: to everyone there but why would you want to stay at a job as a muslim if they're gonna fire you over a stance on LGBTQ or whatever the alphabet crew anyway did, imagine that did you be afraid of being fired from a job from your stance on that as a muslim what's the right. truth and what's the falsehood what you standing for well, uh, let me be quiet about this falsehood because I might lose my job. Really? That's what th- This is how this is how fast your line collapses? <laughs> really? What you going to do on the front line in a real battle? Oh my gosh, they got swords too. I thought you said they'd have rubber
2: ducks. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you gonna collapse there? Come on, guys. This where you make your stand at. This is the truth. You don't like it? Okay, fine. Well, you know what? You believe that stuff is okay. It's okay for you and your people in your society. It's not okay for me. I don't go around advocating violence or harm against anybody, but I believe personally, this is not something I like. This is not something that's promoted my religion and it's not something I want for my family. And if that's a problem, you want to fire me over that, then you know what? This is my battle right here. This is my hill. Let's go ahead and go to war on it. You want to fire me? I'll go somewhere else where they have ethics, values, virtues, and morals that reflect the same that i do or at least are close enough to it why would you want to stay at a job like that well if you don't believe in this falsehood we're going to fire you well are you going
2: to stop a shirk what's next bro, bro. you know you know uh the the uh islamic university that i graduated from i was uh in my last year You know, i don't know i had to do some paperwork and uh somehow i ended up uh, on some of their policies you know And it said there, we do not discriminate against sexual orientation. And I was like, what the heck is this? You know what I mean? What does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. why do we even have to say this? You know, it's become now, that's the thing though. What's the standard? The standard is not truth. The standard is not, you know, everything is... um, this centered, that centered, this, but it's there's no God centered, there's no Allah centered system anymore. N- no one cares about that. You know, it's a religion. You can have your religion, build a thousand mosques, grow your beard, do whatever you want. Just don't practice Islam properly. Pick okay. certain parts, okay? Fight amongst each other, madhabs, this that. Go, go for it, no problem. But when it comes to actual, full fledged Islam. No, that's that's just not good. thing. you know, we don't want that. We don't want God sent. That's that's the thing. You got to make your choice. Are you gonna be a stranger? Are you gonna be uh, going in the flow? What you gonna do? You're gonna face challenges. You're gonna face people opposing you? your own family. I keep that's when I tell the brothers. You know, I say the first people that you get to fight you, Subhanallah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's your own family man, and that's mm-hmm. what happened with the prophets. You know, I mean, that's what happened with the prophets. Sometimes their families were opposing them, and I tell the brothers. Most likely the first one who's going to tell you cannot do it, stop, give up, give up this nonsense will be your wife. And that's the reality, man. A lot of times, if you haven't picked her right, if you haven't vetted her properly, (laughs) (laughs) then then she's going to be the first one that you're whipped in, by the way, anyway, because, you know, you've been intimate with her, you love her, whatnot. Who's going to be like, no, honey, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think you should do this. I don't think you should say this. I don't think you should do that, right? Right. And then that's the thing. You ask the brothers, bro, let's do this. Uh, I, I, I got to check with uh, with my wife first. Wait, let me check with her. So I'm like, check what? You, you have to take permission? Or I just need to run it by her, you know, and stuff. Like, that's the thing. Like, everything is going through through that channel now. So mm. I don't know, man. Stand your ground, you know what I mean?
0: Actually, in first year of university, I wasn't as, you know, woke, red-toed, whatever you want to call it. I was kind of, you know, just the product of society and even then bro things that resonate with our fitra with our um with our fitra with our inner guiding compass that is the truth right even though i was kind of blind i asked one of my homeboys i was like you want to get food and it was like a friday night and i remember very specifically that day he paused and then he he like he shrugged a bit and i was like i kind of knew he was a little like not at ease and i was like what do you mean like are you down to go get food he's like i'm gonna ask my girl and i'll get back to you i was like bro what do you mean I'm, not, I'm gonna, obviously I'm gonna leave names out of this, bro. But <laughs> he was he was that one couple, bro, in first year, twenty four seven. You see them together, PDA all over each other in, in public. This man was all over this chick. Just one hundred percent. They're to all... not
2: together anymore. They're not oh, together brother, anymore. 100%.
0: You didn't even let me get to the best part. I was gonna say that I was the only <laughs> one that called it. They are not gonna get together. Um, my wife, uh, back then would tell me the same thing. Not they're gonna be together. They're the you know I'm rooting for them. I was like, nah, they're not going to work out. And what do you know? They're not together. He, She left him for another guy while she was with him. And essentially would try to make that guy my male friend, right? Because we can have friends too. And essentially he was you he, 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 no guy's going to be cool with that, but he, he didn't have a back, backbone or a spine. So he was like, uh, okay, cool. And then it, it went from we're just friends to it went from to it just happened. You know? And that's reality, oh, yeah. man. This is reality. This is this is not some, we're not saying some fairy tale out here, right? So this is very clear. Now, the whole thing with LGBT, yeah, we're not going to go and attack every gay guy we see, but we have different views. We don't need to shy away from it. Now, there's a way to do it. There's feet. But we have to understand that society and the media is the enemy. It's against us, simply put. When you had that gay guy, uh, not that gay guy, when you had that guy, that Muslim guy, go into that gay club and shoot all those men in that gay club First thing you see in the headline is Muslim shooter kills, you know, opens fire in a gay club, but then nobody tells you, Oh, that guy himself was gay. And he had an affair with two of those guys or one of those guys in the, in that club. Uh, They're not going to say that. What they are going to say is Muslim man, this, right? Exactly. So when we see something like LGBTQ society does this or something else, that's the, you know, contrapositive, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, promote that. We're not going to share our views. How does that make sense? Why are we always going to just, you know, submit to this whole ideology?
2: That's the thing. We're weak. We're weak. And because of weakness, these guys are pushing and pushing. I believe we're in a corner right now. I don't know. I mean, as a, as an ummah anyway, there are alhamdulillah individuals that are still standing their ground. But come on, in wherever you're going to go, can you give a khutbah? Let me just, this is the litmus test. okay? Can you give a khutbah in any masjid about uh, LGBTQ? Is it allowed in Toronto? Is it allowed anywhere else to give a khutbah? But but now they're bringing in what's called what is it like uh, uh, trainers or whatever you want to call them social workers to train our community about acceptance, mm-hmm. inclusiveness, and use so the on terms like and all
0: that. Yeah,
2: right. The, the, the messages have to. I think it's by law now that there has to be some. Even they have some like I believe. There was a talk in Canada. I remember the brothers were saying that they 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 will have to at some point hire a, a member of the LGBTQ community within the masjid board. That's that's being put as as a law soon, soon or California later. already and,
0: passed that, man.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, th- th- w- that's the thing. You keep giving. You know, you give an uh, you know you give a, an inch, you take a you know a foot, and so on, and keep going and keep going. So, um, you know, look. Uh, <laughs> I, I you know um just recently uh we 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 commemorated the the martyrdom of Malcolm X Ham, you know? right and uh, there's just so much you can learn from Malcolm X but one thing that man stood his ground you know what I mean and because he stood his ground a lot of people understand what that did to the you know African American movement and Abu American can can jump on this as well you know I'm coming from that community mashallah but these kind of people stood their ground you know what i mean and what they had to pay for it and they didn't when they're intimidated when they're pushed they didn't back down well in the end allah will honor you man in the end allah will honor you even if the whole world dishonors you in the end allah will honor you you right. know what i mean
1: So, I mean, yeah, this is a fact. I mean, look at, look at Malcolm X. Who remembers? (laughs) Let's go with an even better example, Imam Ahmed. Who remembers the people who imprisoned him? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We remember Imam Ahmed, right? (laughs) Exactly. So it's the same thing kind of like with Malcolm X. It's like, yeah, we have a general idea who was against them, but really, who are they? Honor, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly, stand your ground for the truth, and Allah will give it. He'll put nur on you, on your name, on your face. People will make dua for you after you're dead. You
2: all. know, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, <laughs> You know, talking about the shuhada. And subhanAllah, you know, obviously, we know the hadith that there are like green birds underneath the throne and so on, but in the end, there are alive to an extent, yani, and we don't, they, they're, they're. We're mentioning them every day, talking about them, taking their example, uh, you know, discussions, movies, this, that, clips about these people, subhanAllah, you know what I mean? How many times do we say Muhammad, how many times we talk about Omar Khattab, uh, Khalid bin Walid, uh, okay, Malcolm X and others? Man, throughout the day, throughout the years, always mentioning these guys, subhanAllah, you know, and other people? You don't even know what's their name. You know, I have no clue what happened to them, right? So subhanAllah honors you when you stand your ground, subhanAllah.
3: So that's why we got to, we all have to put it out there for other men to learn how to fight. And I'm not just talking about like physically fighting because fighting is everything. You fight mentally, yes. you fight spiritually, you fight emotionally, you fight physically. Like everything in this world is a fight. Like in this dunya, it's all fighting, bro. And standing your ground mm-hmm. is a huge equivalent of fighting. And what uh, I will American was saying about the combat sports. Like you do combat sports and then
1: not everything else is it's pretty yep. easy, isn't it? It gives you clarity in, in a position where you are in physical fear. And
2: yeah. when you put
1: yourself in that position, time after time after time in a, in a ring of combat with another man who's trying to harm you, there comes a point yep. where it's like, it's, this is just another day. Yep. And so when you, like I said, that fear disappears because you're used to operating from a position of self-defense or aggression in a, in a position that you feel uncomfortable in. It, yep, it yep. rewires you to be that's strength right. and power at all times.
3: Yeah, man. And then Do it. you get handled, you get handled by this, uh, mm-hmm. this sparring I mean, partner. I
2: mean, that's right. If we look at the, the Hadith, process Prophet, Abu Amerika mentioned, right. Teach your children, you know, Sibah. Uh, swimming, horse riding, archery, right? It's the sunnah, right? The process said, teach. It's like an order, pretty much. Okay. Mm. And he did. Okay. The process uh, sewed his clothes and uh, mended his shoes. There's the hadith of Aisha, radiallahu anha, you know. But he didn't say, teach your kids that. I mean, it's a skill you can learn, knitting, whatever. Okay. But he told us, teach. Why? Because these activities that help you manage conflict in your life, be it intellectual spiritual physical conflict you know all types of conflicts this will give you the strength you're exposed to the stimuli you're exposed to that so what, the more you expose yourself to the stimuli is the more they don't have you know the fear lessens okay your body is more used to that you you react faster you know what i mean and life is about conflict, as much as you want to negate it, deny it, because we live again. In and mm-hmm. interestingly, interestingly, subhanAllah, keep, keep talking about peace and this, you know, yes, peace is, is the absence of conflict, no doubt. But the reality is that the world has not been at peace. You know, one of the poets says that the only time the world was at peace when they reloaded their weapons. You know, if you look throughout the world and analyze what's been happening, there's always been conflict. That's not what we want necessarily. But that's just what happened. The Arabs and the, the ulama, the early ulama who wrote the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi actually the name that we'll use is Ghazawat, battles. Okay, the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was called Ghazawat, battles. Okay, that's the way they labeled it for the longest time. Um, incidents in the Arabs were always labeled according to wars or main, you know, things. That's why Amil Fil, the year of the elephant, is a conflict, okay, when the Prophet was born. Okay. Um, they're not messing around. Is that they were just, oh, let's just fight I every mean, day. Because people might think, you know, they're going to leave this, uh, this podcast and they're going to think these guys are just want to, you know, beat the living days out of each other. Is that I make? Punch <laughs> everyone <laughs> in the face. And whatnot. That, that's what, like, you know, with the TikTok attention span, uh, you know, sometimes I feel that, you know, I, I'm, you know, people keep saying, why you keep giving disclaimers, bro? Because people don't listen, man. People don't listen to what is the objective and the points that we're making. So we're not, saying that, but man, combat is so important to understand, to develop, to be able to face the real life. And that's why people go on shootouts in schools because they don't know how to handle differences in combat. Okay, Uh, these days, so many shootings in school in Western countries, right? People just make a list, go get a rifle, go shoot, do this, that. We used to settle things behind the bleachers you know back in the days in the park or whatever a couple of punches this and that and that's it you know you shake hands now the guy goes gets a gun gets a knife i was just talking to a client just before this and they're telling me about the stabbings in the uk the muslim community and this client was saying that you know it was like 4 a.m someone knocks on the door they said who is it he said me it's like the sun you know He's like, I was about to open the door and I look through the crack and I see three boys with knives. And these are Muslim boys. Like, you know, I don't want to tell their ethnicity or whatever. You know, right? it's crazy, bro. I mean, the world is, is, is in a different, different place, man. Hmm. And we need to address this issue. Why these boys don't know how to handle conflict? They don't know how to handle differences. They don't know how to handle issues. They just write it. I don't know away. how to knit, though. They they, <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> but subhanAllah. This is, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, the, the Sahaba all knew how to combat except for there was only one Sahaba uh, who was, mashallah, he was a warrior with his words, you know. So, uh, so, uh, you know, the poet of the Prophet ﷺ was a warrior with his words. He said, I cannot hold the sword. He said, I'm a coward, you know. Uh, other than that, I cannot. I wish someone would maybe, talk, but I've looked. I cannot recall one Sahaba, as Abu Manikan said, who didn't know how to combat, who didn't engage Including the Prophet wasallam, he actually took the life of one of the Quraysh, okay, with a spear. Okay, and that is recorded. As for others, might be others as well. Okay, there is not one Sahaba uh, who did not know how to fight. Again, is this a podcast about fighting and beating each other? No, it's trying to put a point about the Muslims need strength. We are in a position of weakness. We need strength. We need men to be men. We need to return to the fitrah, the fitrah. The Prophet ﷺ told us that Allah created us on. That's why people have doubts about Islam, about a hadith, about oh, maybe I think there's another interpretation, I think there's another opinion, because our fitrah is messed up. Fitrah is the recipient of revelation. If fitrah is messed up, you will not understand Quran and Sunnah. You're always going to be like, I don't understand this. Why does it say that? Maybe there's a different thing. Oh, I think this is too harsh. I think Sheikh and Sheikh saw this and this and that. Because, you know, we're always starting from a position of doubt, always starting from a position of questioning. You know, that's not how it is, man. That's not Samia Al-Ta'ana. Why did the Sahaba say Samia taana The Sahaba had messed up backgrounds, man, before Islam. If you study their lives with the backgrounds that they're coming from, man, Allahu Akbar. How were they able to make such a fundamental change in their life? Why do the scholars highlight some of the attributes of the Quraysh, of the Arabs, of honor, of bravery? Right? They say before Islam, they used to have this the honor, the bravery, the strength, and all that. So when Islam came, the only thing that they had to kind of mend was the issue of truth. What is the truth? And what is justice around that? So, and then they became, and that's what the Prophet Muhammad said. The best amongst you in Jahiliya is the best in, in Islam if they understand, you know, right? And that's why the Sahaba, Khalid bin Walid, went towards Medina, you know, he was attacking the Prophet he was fighting, understood the truth, made 180 and just went and uh, just turned himself the other way and started doing what he was doing best. That's why he was called the sword of Allah, you know what I mean? Benny Makhzum the best man, you know, the, the women of Benny Makhzum will never meet, find a man like Khalid. you know what I mean? That's what the poets used to say, right? You know? This is, you know, where are, I mean, I get disappointed. I, I'm, I'm almost like, want to cry, man, when I read the life of the Sahaba and the Prophet ﷺ, and when I see what we have today, you know what I mean? I don't know. We have soft
3: individuals today. And like, bro, that's the whole point of this, this whole thing that we're talking about is um, if we were putting it in a nutshell, um, okay, we'll, we'll make it very simple. Because like you said, people, they don't listen. And then when they do listen, they misinterpret. So real simple. If you're a man, go learn a combat art. Once you learn a combat art, you'll start getting handled in sparring sessions. You'll have to deal with all the pressure all the fear, all the anxieties that you're going to feel. And then you'll get to the point where it's like, okay, well, now you're getting a little harder. And I'm not talking about, you know, sexually. I'm talking about, like, mentally, physically, spiritually. You're getting harder, bro. Where it's like uh, something happens in your life. like It helps a lot. Like, it helps a lot with intimacy, bro. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. But, I mean, for <laughs> this purpose sake, you know, we'll, we'll keep it in, in regards to life like this, right? So, uh, you lose your job. Like one of you said, okay, whatever, like, it's nothing to you. You just, you're going into this ring. You're learning this combat art. You're facing these fears on a day-to-day basis. You're basically sharpening your iron every single day to where it's like, oh, that doesn't really affect you anymore. You are now hardened by that experience. And it's kind of like dudes taking cold showers where it's like a cold shower sucks. Anyone will say a cold shower sucks. And then, bro, you go through that cold shower, you keep doing that, and then that. mentally, it puts you in a place where you're like, ah, okay, well, if I can handle a cold shower, then I can go out here and I can talk to people. You know what I mean? And it's like, bro, we we as men nowadays are so weak. Even the top men are weak. Because, bro, like, I don't know about the Sahaba. I haven't looked into them that much, but... If you look at the top-tier athletes in this world, like I'm talking about the, the top of the top, like top combat athletes, uh, football players, basketball, soccer, all these athletes, bro, they are a fraction of what the uh, gladiators and the Spartans were. Now, like I said, I don't know the Sahaba, but I'm sure they are a fraction of the Sahaba as well. So, like, if you think, if you think that you are doing all right as a man, if you think you're doing all right as a man, just remind yourself that you're just a fraction of what these people were. And even the top athletes are still just a fraction. So that should let you know, hey, maybe I shouldn't be knitting. Maybe I should be learning something useful. Maybe I should be developing myself as a man, as a proper man. But I don't you know mean, what I mean?
0: And if I, if I got a couple million followers, if I do know how to do those things, why not promote that instead of the knitting? No doubt. No doubt.
1: And whatever but happens, people don't, don't tell us.
0: You, you got canceled, you get canceled.
1: People don't see an issue with masculinity today. And that's one of the problems we have. Yeah. That people that's don't see true. that there's a they problem don't. with masculinity. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, I have the genitalia, and then I've got the beard. <laughs> I'm a man. That makes me masculine. You know, so and it, it's not really that simple. You know, it's not. It's an entire state of being. And there's an equilibrium in there. And, and, and again, we will repeat this knitting is not the problem. Anybody who does combat sports and they do them intensely knows there's always a balance where there's an artistic side that comes out alongside that violence. You, oh. As a man, there's nothing wrong with enjoying that violence. I've never met a man who's done combat sports and become proficient at them and hasn't loved it. But at some point, he starts to turn to something else. I noticed the non-Muslims here, they turn to music, they turn to this, they do to that. They, they produce something else. And so if you're knitting alongside with your combat, then that's the expression of your, that's the balance. That comes out, you know. Allah put the mizan, He put a balance in everything, and so that that anger and that whatever that comes out, or that that raw raw inside of a man. I wrote a whole book about it, called "The Mad Monkey," and I, that's what it's called inside. Like like our brother was talking about, you know. He said, you know, he let that monster out inside. Yeah, it's that mad monkey. Every man has one inside, but there's something in you also that balances it out. And if it's knitting, then fine. But you know, the brother went skydiving. Mashallah, I'd like to see that. You know, you, you right. slaughtering hundred camels. Put it on your private that's website. Right. Let me see that, man. Because you know, when I've had the slaughter animals, man, it was it was rough. Okay, later on it got better, but you know, that's 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 some masculine stuff right there. You know, it's right. not easy. Right. These that's are things right. that you know they balance themselves right. out. So let's see it. I'm right.
3: doing. Are we wrapping it up, guys, or what? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I say we do wrap it up. Yeah, I was there's gonna, there's gonna say one last thing up here. Yeah. Well, what what time is it right now? It's ten forty eight. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We said enough. Yeah.
0: Okay. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yo, real quick, what did you have to say though? Uh. Completely forgot, bro. Alright then. Uh, I'm gonna do Rami's part because Rami's not here. Yep. Statistically speaking, he's probably sleeping through it because it is pretty early. We have to wake up. I woke up at like seven or eight. Um, you know, just to make you know the time zones. then brother Abu American lives in Germany. We got brother Gabriel in Malaysia. I'm in Toronto, he's in Florida. But again, Alhamdulillah, it, it worked out. Thank you to both of you brothers for coming Thank in for this. For very important PSA. okay Um, and inshallah, until next time. May Allah bless you all. وفي العذاب النار السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته
2: السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته